Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. I know some people, I can see the faith being expressed here. There's people sitting under the tents this morning. Uh, I just, I think we're going to be fine. We may get a sprinkle or two in the next hour, but then it's supposed to break. And we're going to have a great day today because it's Celebration Sunday. Who's ready to celebrate? Oh my goodness. Yeah, the king is here. Come on. Jesus is in the house. Let's celebrate. We're so excited that you're with us today. My name's Eric. I'm the lead pastor here. We're excited about what today is, because we've been doing services outside this summer. We've seen God do some pretty incredible things. We're going to have some testimonies today uh, about lives being touched and changed with the gospel and the ministry that's going on here at Hillside. Uh, So that is going to be absolutely fabulous. Uh, We've got our barbecue following the service today, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, We need everybody's help, all hands on deck, as we transition at the end of service. Uh, Dave and Jeff will be ready to give directions. We're going to do some very specific things, so they will guide you on where stuff needs to go uh, as we transition from service to the picnic, and then we'll bring our tables and chairs. We'll put those underneath their tents. We're going to have a great time. We've got our tournament out here. The trophy is ready. I hear the Granados's uh, are a little, little passionate about trying to win the trophy back. They've won two years, didn't win last year, uh, so I hear there might be a little bit of a grudge going on there, but uh, we're going to have a great time. Uh, If you want to sign up for our tournament, Adrian is going to be the person to see after service. Uh, He will get you all set up there. He's excited to be running our tournament this year. A couple other announcements that we want to make mention of. There are no activities at the church Wednesday night because we will be transitioning back to indoor ministry, and uh, it's going to take a little bit of work for us to get everything cleaned up and set up. Uh, So no Wednesday night activities this Wednesday. Uh, We're going to have a great time next Sunday, August 28th. will be our first service back inside, 10 a.m. upstairs in our sanctuary. And then we'd like to have a meeting following that service. If you were part of our launch team for outdoor services, you attended that first meeting uh, at the beginning of the summer. If you could just take 10, 15 minutes max uh, next week after service to meet with us, we just kind of want to go over services this summer, what we've learned, how we would change things moving forward. That would be great. One last thing for announcements today. Our kids are meeting down here. There is, we're not going to dismiss kids for Kids Church. They're going to be a part of our service today. Is that awesome? Yeah. Chris Caver, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> hey, who, let's pray and let's get ready to worship. Does that sound good? Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this, this Sunday where we get to celebrate what you've done. Lord, one last time for 2022, we get to bring worship outside. Lord, we get to hear the gospel preached out here. We get to hear testimonies. We have the opportunity for water baptism. Lord, what an honor it's been to represent you to our community. And the doors that it's opened, some incredible doors. 
for ministry. And God, we thank you for the opportunity today to praise and worship you. We invite you to this place. Lord, may your presence permeate our property today. Lord, may, may windows that are open, uh, Lord, from someone that's in our community to be able to hear the word that they need, need spoken into their life today. Lord, maybe somebody will be just driving by and for some reason they'll be pulled by the Holy Spirit and they'll step in and, and listen to the service today. Forever change their life. We've seen you do it this summer. We believe you can do it again. And Lord, we just lift our hearts to you as we take some time to praise and worship, to lift our hearts to heaven and to connect with our King this morning. We surrender all the stuff, the baggage that we've had, that we brought with us, we lay it down. We're not going to pick it back up. We're going to spend time with the King. We're going to lift our hands to the heavens and worship you, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And God's people said, amen. Let's worship together this morning. Can you stand as we begin to worship the Lord? We're going to start by singing that hymn, I'll hail the power of Jesus' name. Let's proclaim the power of Jesus has in our life. Death 
thank you for the joy that you bring to us. Thank you for salvation, that you have forgiven us of sin. And Lord, I thank you that you are the Lion of Judah, and you are powerful. God, in the battles that we face in life, I pray that you would remind us as we sing this song that you are that Lion of Judah. You are in control of our life. God, prepare the way. 
let your will be done. Thank you, Jesus. God of Jacob, great I am, King of angels, Son of man, voice of many waters, Son of heaven's throne, louder than the thunder, make your glory known. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hail, hail, Lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Roar, 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 roar. Pride of Zion, prophets flesh and bone. You alone are worthy to open up the scroll. Like the lamb you suffered, but the lion has a rose. Hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, hail, hail, lion of Judah, let the lion roar, 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 Prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, oh valley, prepare the way of the Lord, oh mountain, prepare the way of the Lord, oh mountain, prepare the way of the Lord. Oh, 
transition this morning to the preaching of your word and the sharing of testimonies. God, we pray this morning that God, every valley would be made high, every mountain made low for the path of the king, the lion of Judah. You've got a roar that you want to put in people's lives. You've got a roar over our community that God, you are at work doing things, God, that we never could have imagined just a few years ago at the work in people's hearts and lives. Lord, I believe great things are on the horizon. And Lord, we are excited today to celebrate what you have done, what you're doing, but also, Lord, what you will still do. You are not done working in people's lives. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And God's people said, amen. You can be seated this morning. Worship team, great job. Great job. Uh, a couple quick things uh, that I didn't mention in an earlier announcement. Uh, we would love for you to have a Hillside t-shirt. We're going to be wearing those when we serve in just a few weeks uh, downtown on September 17th. We'd love for you to have one. If you'd like to pre-order your shirt today, you can see my lovely wife. She will be over in this vicinity at the end of service. She would love to get your, your size that you need, get you all set up there for your Hillside t-shirts. Answer any questions uh, that you might have about that. We're putting that order in on Tuesday. Uh, so shirts should be here before we serve on the 17th. Uh, also, because we're having our picnic afterwards, uh, hopefully everybody's going to stay with us. We want to see that happen. We want to build fellowship uh, and connect with you, get to know you, hear a little bit about your story, and just have a fun time this afternoon. Uh, our offering, if you could help us out, uh, if you're planning to stay, if you could drop your offering in this white tube today, if you haven't already, that would be great just so it's a little easier for our people to collect that at the end of service. That's greatly appreciated. Well, who's ready to hear a word from God this morning? Woo! How many like a good story? Oh, man, I love a good story. What elements do you think uh, need to be in a good story? I love a story, but I don't know what I'm looking for. Come on. An introduction. Suspense. Oh, suspense. Yeah, oh, what was it? Mystery. Oh, mystery. All right. Humor. Hu okay, humor. Come on. 
Uh, can I tell you a story that's got a little bit of humor? So last week, uh, uh, Loretta Solar and I, we got the opportunity to go out and do a service out in Alto. It was really cool. Uh, we were at this, this building. that they, This church has been established for 100, I think, in 68 years. Um, so they're no longer doing services in it regularly. But once a year, they go out and do this celebration service. And so people come from all over, different backgrounds. And it was just a really great service. We get out there, and I just thought I was there to preach. Uh, and so they gave us the, you know, a list of the things that were going to happen in the service. I was so excited. I was like, awesome. I'm just pumped up to spend some time with people that I didn't know, share Jesus. That, that really trips my trigger. I get excited about that. And so, uh, so we're sitting there, and, and this lady's up there, and she's opening it up and everything else. And I'm just kind of reviewing the, the order, the order of service. Okay, there's a couple things before I preach. That's great. And then she goes, well, I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Eric. And all of a sudden, I'm running the whole service. I'm like, okay, no problem. We'll jump in here and we'll do this. So we had a little bit of, you know, no one knew. But, you know, inside I can feel like, okay, and I'm stumbling a little bit. But we'll get this all taken care of. You know, I did the wrong things in the wrong order. But that's all great. You know, we're laughing. We're telling stories. It's great. And so there's some singing happening. I sit back down. I'm looking at the list. And I realize that the last thing we're doing is we're going to sing the doxology. How many of you have ever sang the doxology? Oh, great. Awesome. I've sung it dozens of times. I've never let it. And all of a sudden, my mind goes completely blank. And I, I don't know what speed I'm supposed to sing this thing at. And so I'm all anxious about having to sing the doxology at the end. Guess what I'm preaching on at this church? Anxiety. And let me tell you, God was rolling, laughing. We got through it. It was all good. We had to do it a couple times because uh, we started. They, they had this, this pump organ. Have you guys ever seen one of these? Like, they got to push the pedals and play. So like, it was incredible. It's like the worship leader's running a marathon. We're going to get one for Robbie. Yeah, I think so. That would be really cool. So, um, so I had to look at her, and I had to, I had to go, or I, I'd say, I got this. So I just started singing, because anytime I've done the doxology, there's never been any music. And so it's just, you just start it. So I start singing. The lady starts playing. Nobody else is singing. I'm like, am I singing the wrong song? What's going on? I get to the second line. Everybody starts singing the first line. I'm singing the second line. I finally like, stop, stop, stop. This is, not, this is a train wreck. I look over to the lady doing the, the, the organ. I said, look, you got to give me something when we're starting, okay? And I wink, a thumbs up, I don't know, high five, something, all right? And then she's, so we get ready to start. And then she, so she starts playing. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Are we doing a lead-in? Am I just starting? She's like, we're just starting. So we got through it. It was great. Uh, a little embarrassed, but that's okay. But you know what? Everybody has a story. And our stories are filled with all sorts of great, unique elements because every story is unique. Your story is unique. There's nobody else that has your story because your story is built on unique elements. And nobody's elements are the same as yours. God loves to build a story. And God wants to take your story to the next level. He's got more adventures for you to have, more relationships for you to build, more funny moments to experience, more highs to, to climb, mountains to climb, and valleys to go down into. I wish I could tell you everybody's story is going to be great and sunny and cheerful all the time, but that's not the elements of a good story. If you're going to have great highs, sometimes we've got to go through some lows. 
This morning, I just want to share with you briefly the importance of telling your story. Revelations chapter 12, verses 10 and 11 say this, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Guess what? You like a good story? You like conflict? Guess what? When you are a believer, there is somebody who comes and accuses you. Because this story that we read here in Revelations, it happens in the future. So currently, we are being accused day and night by the devil. He wants to trip you up. He doesn't want you to succeed. But then there's verse 11. And they, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That's the work that Jesus did on the cross. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. The sharing of their story of what Jesus is doing in their life. It's an important part of a believer's Christian experience is to share our story. And the best part of our story is when Jesus comes into our life. Because Jesus makes the difference. Today you're on a journey. You're not where you started. I loved, Adrian did a great job last week, didn't he? Man, a solid word. I was so impressed. Uh, so good. And he had Aaron over here, remember? And he had Aaron going up and down the ladder because sometimes we take a step up and sometimes we take a step down. Sometimes there's a couple steps in each direction. The story's still getting written. And I don't know where you're at today, which rung of the ladder you're on, but your story is continually changing. You're not where you were yesterday. You're moving forward. And as we move forward, we want to keep Jesus the center of our story. In the Old Testament, in the Old Testament uh, that was one of the reasons that they built altars, is they wanted to keep God the center of their story. And any time that God seemed to do something, they celebrated, they built an altar. In fact, there are 46 different times the Bible talks about building altars. And God said in Exodus chapter 20, he said, I want you to build these altars, but I want you to build them out of natural stones, uncut stones. And I've I got a pile of, of rocks here, and they're different. They're big and they're small. Some are smooth, some are rough. rough. They're, they're different colors. You see, the reason that, that God said, I want you to build them out of uncut stone is because God's saying, I want you to build the altar out of what I'm providing for you. This place of remembrance of what I've done for you, I want it to be built out of things that I've already provided for you. And if they were to go and to cut it and to manufacture it and to, to do what they wanted to do to the rocks and cut them out of, out of maybe bigger rocks, make them all look the same, the story wouldn't have the same significance because our hand is too much in it. God says, take it the way it is. Take the elements of building the altar are what I've provided for you. Sometimes when you don't go back to where you started and remember what God did for you, you start to lose perspective when you get to where you're going. And we begin to leave Jesus out of our story. 
God wants to be the center of our life, but we've got to choose to put Jesus there. It's so easy for us to get caught up and consumed in our own conveniences, our own drama, our own insecurities, and our own dysfunction. And let's just be honest, all of us have some of those, right? It happens. It's life. We all are dysfunctional sometimes. We get wrapped up in these things, and and we can leave Jesus out of our story. Sometimes people don't share what Jesus is doing in in their life because it doesn't seem that big. See, we have a problem. We seem to like to compare stories. Like we want to compare our testimony to somebody else. I remember one time I met somebody in a church, and, and they were talking, and anytime anybody shared a testimony, they had to have a testimony that was bigger than theirs. And it was like, no, and it, and it wasn't even just testimonies. It was like anytime anybody said anything, this person had to have the last word, and it had to be bigger and better than what the previous person said. And I'm honorary, just honorary enough that one time I just thought, I'm going to get the last word. We were at church for two and a half hours. It wasn't even a Sunday. By the way, I didn't get the last word. I finally gave up. I threw in the towel. It wasn't going to happen. That's not what God wants. God wants us to share the story, though. But when we start comparing testimonies, like we feel like somebody shares a little bit of what Jesus has done, and they're like, wow, this person got delivered from drugs. This person used to be homeless, and now look at them. This person was delivered out of abusive relationship, and we're like, wow, these are amazing stories. And then we're like, and uh, this week God reminded me that he loved me. And we feel like one story's so big and has so much weight, and one story doesn't. Somebody's got this big old rock for a testimony this week. Somebody else has got this little rock. But I want to tell you something. Your story matters. Your story matters. God doesn't want us comparing testimonies. He wants us sharing testimonies. God doesn't want us comparing stories. He wants us sharing the stories of what he's doing in our life. At some point in your life, you were grateful for what Jesus did. But then somewhere along the way, it seems to have lost its significance. Let me try to give an example. Sometimes when I ask people, hey, what's your story? What's your testimony? And they'll say, well, when I was 12, my parents always took me to church, and that's when I got saved. And look, that's a good testimony. I like that story. And and salvation is the beginning of our testimony. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a big salvation person, right? I mean, we're always talking about that. And that's that's why today we want to give opportunities for salvation and baptism, because it's important. It's the start of your story. But I'll ask somebody that. They'll tell me that. When I was 12, I got saved. My parents always went to church. I always grew up in the church. That's my story. And I think that's a great story. That's a story we're sharing. But that person's now 60 years old, and I'll ask the question, well, well, what's the story today? What's your story today? What's Jesus doing for you today? Because, see, you can't fight today's devil if you don't have today's testimony. Did you hear that? 
You can't fight today's devil if you don't have today's testimony. God didn't just do something 60 years ago when you got saved. God has been trying to do something in your life ever since you got saved. And that's a story worth sharing. Yes, he saved you, and we want to talk about that. But we also want to talk about what is Jesus doing in your life today? If you don't have a big rock, if you don't have a boulder, don't feel like you have to make up a boulder story to share. It doesn't take a big rock. Sometimes it just takes a little rock. Sometimes it just takes a little pebble. Ask a guy named David. He didn't need a boulder. He just needed a small rock that fit in his hand. You can fight big giants in your life if you just know how to throw the rocks. If you just know how to share the testimony, if you just know how to share the story of what God is doing, you can slay some huge giants in your life. You can fight depression or discouragement with a little tiny testimony. Sometimes the testimony is just knowing God still cares. Have you ever been there? I remember I was in ministry and there was, I was going through a kind of a rough period and, and, and I just like to serve and so I'll get busy serving, doing things. And sometimes when I feel lost, I don't know what to do, I'll just find something to serve in. If I just, I've got a, a writing block and I can't write, I can't seem to get a lot of things, I'll just find something to do to serve, some way to serve Jesus. And I remember going to prayer one morning in this rough patch in my life and just going, Lord, I just want to know you still care. And then I went out and I cleaned the church shed. This wasn't here. It was a previous a place where I did ministry. And after I had cleaned the shed, I came back in. I had one new email. Title of the email. Just want to let you know, Jesus still cares for you. Come on. Come on. It's a pebble, but it meant the world to me in that moment. And sometimes we've got stories that are really crazy. Like this last week, uh, Jackie and I got together with an individual from our community. You know her, Mandy. She's here today. Uh, we got to talking about September 17th and just working out details uh, for that to be able to serve our community. And in the process, uh, we saw an opportunity to financially bless our city and said, look, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna step up to the plate and we're going to commit $500 to this project. I felt that's what the Lord asked me to do. We left that meeting. Jackie and I are the only ones that know. I came back and I was like, Lord, we're doing a lot right now. But Lord, you promised a year and a half ago that God, if we preach the word and we step out in faith and we do our best to reach our community for Christ, that God, you would resource this church. And I'm standing on that promise. Even though there's a part of me that's, that's got kind of like this nervousness there's, I, I know that's what you promised. That night, I emailed the board and said, hey, just letting you know, I made a $500 commitment to the city that we we're pledging this money to take care of a project to do with the 17th. The next morning, I came into church, got the mail, went to my office. There was an anonymous check covering the exact amount and more and more. Hey, that check had to be sent before I even made the pledge. It has to be Jesus, right? It has to be Jesus. 
That's a good testimony, a good story. We've got to share those kind of stories. Because what people need today is they need a firm foundation. They don't need a foundation that's got our hands all built into it. They need a foundation out of the things that God has already done and made. They need some uncut stones in their life. We need to tell our story. Sometimes we need to tell our stories to ourselves. We've got to remind ourselves, look what God did in my life. Look at what God is doing in my life. And look at the things that God will do in my life. And remember, our God is for us. And the story is not done being written in our life. And we've got to keep telling the story to others so they can hear. Psalm 78 is all about sharing our stories. I want to share just verse 4 with you. We will not hide them from their children. We will not tell the next we will we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of our Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. Because if the story doesn't get shared, you know what happens? The church dies. Because there is a generation, should the Lord tarry, there's a generation yet to come. And they don't know about what God has done. we got to build some altars with the stories we've experienced. That's what, that's what the, the, the people of God did in the Old Testament. They built up these, these, these altars that were made out of stone. And when they would walk by a generation or two generations or three generations later, some of these were still standing. And could you see the kids saying, Hey, what does that mean, mom and dad? Why is there an altar there? Well, let me tell you about your great-grandpa and what he experienced with the Lord. we got to share the story so that the next generation, they can live the life God's calling them to. Well, I'm excited this morning because I think maybe we need to share some stories. Is that all right? I want to have a couple people share some stories. So I'm going to ask... Akaika, if you would come up. I don't know where the mic went that I had, so I've got yellow here, guys. I'd like Akaika to come up. I'd like Nick to come up, Mike, Diane, and Donnie. If you guys would come up, I want to give you guys an opportunity to share. Akaika, we'll start with you, buddy. This is my buddy Akaika. Everybody say, hey! Now, Kaika, we've known each other for almost seven years. Can you believe that? Yeah. You were about this tall when I first met you, man. So you had, you had a very interesting summer, didn't you? Yeah. How did your summer start off? So three months ago, I was uh, hit by a car, and I was in the hospital for a weekend, and I got out pretty early. So when, when you got hit by the car, you were crossing the street right? Mm-hmm. You got T-boned by the car, and you, you kind of went into the windshield of this car, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And you remained conscious, right? You were conscious for the most part? Yeah. Yeah? I, I heard the story when the ambulance came and got him. He was in the ambulance, and they said, okay, we're going to give you something for the pain. They had the needle. You were like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. You ended up taking it, didn't you? Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember? I think you did. I think you did. I was like, manly man, I don't need that needle. I'm good. Uh, the guy's like, yeah, you want this. Your, your leg's kind of doing this number. We should probably do something. Um, and so, you know, you had that, you had to have a, a cast, right? Yeah. 
So you had the cast. Then you had a boot. Mm -hmm. But I noticed you don't have anything on today. Nope. Why is that? Because I healed up pretty fast. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And and I want to tell you something else about Akaika. He gets, what was it? Was it a Wednesday you got hit? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. It was Thursday you got hit, right? You had surgery on Friday or Saturday? Uh, Friday, I think. Yeah. Friday. You were in church on Sunday. Come on, man. I mean, that's pretty powerful testimony right there. So I heard you've been sharing that with people, too. Somebody from the police department said, yeah, yeah, the kaika came in and said, I showed up for church on Sunday. Pastor's like, no excuses for people not to come to church. So I'm glad you're sharing your story. Yeah. And so, and then you got to have surgery when to get your plate and screws out? Um, I chose to do it in December during over Christmas break. Oh, I see. More Christmas gifts for you. It's like, I've got to be in the wheelchair for a little while. I see how that works. So... Listen, we're excited about what God did in your life, man. And that, that I mean, that, that car accident could have been a whole lot worse. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? I believe God's hands on you for such a time as this, man. And we're so glad that you're part of our church family. So can we give it up for Akaika? Uh, and if you don't know, uh, we had another one of our high school students who was in a car accident this summer, um, Juliana Dobbs. Uh, was driving home at night, swerved to miss a deer, uh, got the tires, looks like they got caught up in a barbed wire fence, and the car actually went end over end. Um, I've got pictures. I want to tell you, it was the divine hand of God, because every part of that car was smushed flat, except for the driver's compartment. Uh, and uh, she was able to call, get responders there, um, it was just absolutely the hand of God. She had a little bit of surgery, had a little bit of issues with her back and a collarbone, but she's doing fantastic. I think she missed all of two weeks mowing our church lawn. I'm like, uh, I chewed her out, Jackie chewed her out. We're like, you can't be doing this. She's like, I'm fine and I need the money, Pastor, so I'm going to keep serving. So uh, God's hands on our kids, amen? amen? Diane, why don't you share with us uh, kind of God's story for you this summer? If you don't mind me reading it. Ah, uh, you go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, my, my major Good morning. I would like to share a miracle that happened in my life, having heart surgery and blessings I received before and afterwards. Living with family history with heart problems, I had high blood pressure and a heart murmur for 20 years or more. Seeing my yearly doctor... He, in March, he listened to my heart, which he said, your, your heart sounds like a wash machine. Thanking God that my, my doctor finally said, let's get your heart checked out. It was all God's timing for sure. After having ultrasounds done, they found I needed a new aortic valve replacement. As hard as that was to hear and to accept, that I will need heart surgery and that I have congested heart failure, but I knew I could do this with Jesus helping me. As I, as I got closer to surgery date, I had many more heart tests being done. After testing, my doctor said I may have a hole in my heart as well. I put my trust in Jesus to help me, and he did. I felt his I felt his peace all the way. After surgery, I found out 
I was a living miracle to be alive. During my surgery, I found out that I did not have a hole in my heart, but I had aortic aneurysm to my heart, which was at six centimeters, almost ready to burst. And my heart valve was very, very tight as well. God has been so very good to me. He spared my life at the right time. Thank you, Jesus. God, God, not, God's not done with me yet. <laughs> for me to do and like all of us. And then other blessings. This is why I had to read this because it's a lot. Other blessings from the Lord was very great too. Days before surgery, God has restored and healed a broken relationship with me and my younger sister that had been going on for five years or more. So I am so thankful to have her back in my life again. Also, I see the Lord working in my ex-husband, whom I have forgiven many, many years ago, and I am so very glad that I did. God set me free from a broken heart and bitterness. I see the Lord working in his heart by blessing me over and over again, like mowing my large country lawn weekly, helping me financially. I was trusting God to help me to pay the bills for the next three months being off of work. God took care of it. Also, I was blessed and touched that he would come to my surgery to be there with our daughter so she would not have to face this all alone since our son could not be there for the surgery. God is so good, he worked it all out again. Thank you, I just want to say thank you all for your cards, calls, visits, flowers, and food. But most of all, thank you for your many prayers that God has answered. He, that God has answered. Yes, God is so good. And yes, I'm a living miracle to be alive today. Thanks be to my Lord and Savior. So, so now I can say I am proud to wear my victory scars. That is Amen. all. Amen. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Mike, come on up. Diane, we're so glad you're part of our church family. What a powerful testimony. Uh, Mike, you know we've been part of our, our inner team, and um, we've been doing a lot of things differently than we did before. The last couple of years have uh, forced us to come out of our shell, reconsider some things, go before God in prayer, uh, really seek his face for how to be effective in ministry to reach the most people as possible. Uh, and sometimes it's affecting people that we don't even necessarily see or think about. And I know your testimony has a little bit to do with that. So why don't you share with us? Yes, as I remember it, uh, during COVID, when we had uh, initially started the, the outdoor services, going online on Facebook and YouTube, broadcasting over the radio on Sunday mornings. As I remember it, that one Sunday pastor said to Nancy and I, who is Karen Nichols? And I hope sister-in-law Karen is out there today. I said, that's our sister-in-law from Atlanta, Georgia. My brother and his wife live down in, in Lawrenceville, Georgia. So greetings to you today. And uh, she just uh, has, has been blessed, truly, and, and often tunes in. She particularly likes pastors 
uh, midweek and weekly devotionals, prayer, etc. She really connects with those, often watches the services, and uh, has, like I say, has been blessed by that. So, uh, and and she also mentioned the one Sunday that Pastor took the plunge. She said that was pretty remarkable for a pastor to do that to encourage others that hey, it's not so hard to do. You can do this. That's what God's calling you to do, to follow him in baptism. So uh, greetings again to Al and Karen in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And uh, Brother Al also said that Pastor Eric had helped him through some dark days of the soul during the passing of my mother and my brother as well. So they, they appreciate our pastor. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Karen and Al, we love you guys. I'm looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Well, Nick, how many of you know Nick? Oh, man, if you don't know Nick, you got to get to know Nick. So, Nick, man, we've been on this journey for like a couple of years, it seems like. You know, we're talking about missions and all that kind of stuff. And uh, just remind, because there's new people, new people watching, uh, where has God been leading you? What has he been leading you to do uh, with your life here over the next uh or during this season? What, what has God been leading on your heart? Yeah, just before COVID started, God called me to be a missionary and specifically put Japan on my heart. And just when I started to move towards uh, trying to get to Japan to do some missionary work, COVID started and borders were shut down. And it became a very long journey and a lot of waiting, but uh, I stayed with it and I kept raising support and kept trying to get to Japan any any way I could to to make it the the to make it work to be able to speak Jesus to people. So, 2 weeks ago, we got some really good news. You want to share what that is? Yeah, I uh, got an email from the Assemblies of God World Missions and I checked it and I got a pretty generous uh uh donation for my support from people I don't even know and I looked at the money, and I checked back with how much I needed, and it's over the amount I need to go to Japan. Fully funded for Japan! And, and we're still working on date, but do you have a window that we're, we're kind of looking at? Yeah, it's, it should still be October. It, All right. It might be a few weeks later, depending on you know how paperwork gets processed, but it'll be this fall for sure, hopefully October. Yeah. Awesome. Hey... Let's do this. Can we just stretch a hand out this morning? I want to pray over Nick. Because, um, look, I know how frustrating this has been. You guys, you guys think that Nick is just talking with somebody in Japan. It doesn't work that way. Uh, Nick is actually, because of how he's going with the assemblies, is working with two of our, our Assemblies of God interagencies. So not only do they have to talk back and forth, but it also has to talk to the, the people over in Japan. So when you send an email, it's going from one source, then it's got to go to Japan, then it's got to go here, then it has to travel all the way back. So something where you think it's a phone call and it takes one day, or an email, it takes a day, usually takes about a week. Uh, but Nick has been extremely patient, uh, and I know there's been times where he's been frustrated, but I have seen him grow and overcome, and we are so excited to be able to launch you out in Japan, Nick. So we want to pray for the processing to all be in God's hands that God would get you there exactly when you're supposed to be. Not before, not too late, but right on his time schedule. So let's pray this morning. God, we thank you, Lord, that our church is all about missions. And God, we thank you that Nick, we've been able to walk with him through this process. 
God, I believe in the, the, since the beginning of this process to today, that God, you've been preparing Nick's heart. You've been stretching him in unique ways, blessing him in unique ways. And God, I know he's got some stories to share. He's got some rocks in his pocket that he can pull out and share with the people in Japan, and you're not done working in his life yet. God, we thank you for the fulfillment of your promises and that, Lord, he's fully funded today. And God, we believe that, Lord, that paperwork is going to be done exactly when it's supposed to be. Nick will board that airplane exactly when he's supposed to. He'll land on the ground exactly when he's supposed to because, God, I believe there are divine appointments that you have for him to bless people's lives, to serve with integrity and character, and to share Jesus with somebody's life who will forever be changed in the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you so much. Lord, we look forward to future testimonies coming from Nick. God's people said, amen. 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 We've got one more to share. This is my friend Donnie. Let me tell you, I love Donnie. Because we did our first outdoor summer service. And I felt like God told me, look, I want you to do services outside. We talked about that as a team, talked about it as a church. One of the things as we started prepping that God laid on my heart was, look, I want you to fill the baptismal up every single week that you do outdoor services. And we filled this thing up. And there were a couple of people that said, Pastor, there is no way that somebody's going to spontaneously get baptized on a Sunday morning. That just doesn't happen. Don't ever doubt it, God. Would, it would be cool, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. First service, Donnie's like, I'm ready for the plunge. Let's go. <laughs> so, so Donnie, I don't want to share your story for, for you, but just share a little bit about what that Sunday meant. Well, and, uh, I, I think I might have came a little overprepared. And he's got a notebook I, and a Bible. I don't, I don't think it could ever be overprepared. It's a good thing God, we got so. lunch going on yeah, afterwards. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I, I just want to try to do a little bit real quick. Um, uh, start out, I grew up Pentecostal Church of God. I grew up very, very Christian home. Uh, but there was always something, something wrong with me as far as feeling saved, feeling, feeling that, uh, I always thought that I was missing out on something. Um, so inside my heart, I wasn't right. So at the age of 14, um, I discovered drugs and alcohol. And uh, I thought that's where it was at. So ever since then, I ran. I ran as hard and as fast as I could. Uh, the, the uh, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, self-worthiness, um, it all caused me from running from God. And, and the more labels I gave myself, the more fears you fear, the more the devil uses that uh, to draw you away from God. Um, I read in a book uh, with Joyce Myers, uh, Battlefield of the Mind, that, uh, you know, Satan is the father of lies. So his lies become our reality only when we believe them. And so that was, like, really clicked with me, like, yeah, yeah, he's right. Um, I know for a fact with the lifestyle that I lived, the stab, the guns to my head, drugs, I mean, major, major, I... If it was not for Jesus, I should be in prison or I should be dead. Overdoses, I've woken up with a needle in my arm and not, not knowing, you know, defecated and peed over myself, knew that I should have been dead, and I'm not. And I, and I never, never in my life connected all of that together. Um, and I ducked responsibilities, obviously everything that goes along with that. Um, but the more that I felt broken the heavier the burdens became, the more the, re the remorse, the regret, 
um, you know, about the deceit, the lies, everything that I've done. But praise God, three years ago at men's camp, I was saved. Um, and I started to realize that the whole difference is the way you think. It's one thing to know God, but it's another to show God. And um, I've always said the verse, but I never truly meant what it felt like, that you can do all things through Christ to strengthen you um, in Philippians 4.13. And I also, now I wear the bracelet uh, of Galatians 5.22-23 and practice the fruits of the Spirit. All of all the things, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and most importantly for me, self-control. Um, so, and it also says in Galatians that if we live in the Spirit, we also must walk in the Spirit. So, on Father's Day, on June 19th of 2022, I attended this church. And as I watched the pastor here dropping the blocks into the water and all the symbolism that he was talking about of washing our infirmities and washing our bro brokenness, I felt compelled to be baptized. And uh, it was a defining moment for me. Not only did I feel like it cleansed me with that refreshing water, it cleansed that brokenness, the burdens and the pain and the infirmities that I feel. Um, but not only that, it was a way to join others in the unity of the grace of God. So what I think, how I keep that going, I, I can keep You're good. going. You're you know, good. I, 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 uh, there's a few steps that I use to keep me going forward, and the first one is to say it. So if you speak it out loud from your heart, you cry out in prayer, there's something about letting yourself fall into God's grace and resting our weakness for his strength. I have verses for it, Al. I don't know if I should go into it all, but uh, the second one is obviously scripture. Um, so his word is sufficient for all of our needs, so if we focus on the truth and instead of lies, Obviously, we're doing better for ourselves. The third one is sing. You rejoice. You praise. It helps keep that enemy at bay. You can do, if you do all these things, it helps me keep the eyes off of my mess and helps me keep focus on God and his message. And then the other one is surrounding myself with warriors of Christ. And there's three points to that. Um, and they're all in, all in Proverbs, and uh, I'm going to read those uh, because I think those are important. The first one is guidance, which is Proverbs 11:14, where there is no counsel, is the people the people fall, but in multitude of counselors there is safety. The second one is instruction, which is Proverbs 19:20 20 and 21. Hear counsel and receive instruction. So that mayest be wise in thy latter end, and that there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, it shall stand. And the third one in my mind is iron sharpening iron, 
which is Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpened and iron so man can sharpen the countenance of his friend. Um, I think the important part with that one is, with any of that as far as counsel and, and all of that, as long as it's biblical, it's right. So you can accept all the counsel you want, but I think you need to check it with it being biblical. Where I'm going today is I, my hope and dream is maybe in my home church, I'm hoping to maybe start a men's ministry, a safe place for others that have been down the road that I've been down to have, to, follow, to, to be able to live in the living water of God and to just have a safe place for them to go. So with that, I want to thank you, and thank you for having me. Donnie, I want to, I want to give you something. Uh-oh. We build altars, right? Yeah. Oh, I've got a stone to add to your, your altar. Coming to share your story with us. Oh, thank you. It's just another part of your story. Thank you. So, thank brother, thank you. Brother. looking forward to the future. Thank you. Pastor Donnie, coming to a church near you. Come on, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. God's been at work in our church all summer long. We did our our Friday night worship nights. We were able to help the Kenya missions team uh, go on that trip. They're now back. We're setting up a testimony service. We don't have a date yet for that, but that's coming. Incredible ministry that took place. You know what? They were all amazed, and I just want to commend our church. Uh, People came up because they did the concession stand that one night. People came up, they'd get their food, and they'd be like, oh, no, I don't need any change. They had never experienced anything like that in all the years they had done missions. They said there were so many people that just kept coming and just kept giving us big bills and said, we don't want any change. We don't want any change. They were blown away by that. They didn't know what to do with that. So I commend you guys for giving in incredible ways. We had John and Jessica uh, who were with us on a Sunday morning who stopped here because earlier that week I was able to bless John, put some gas in his, his tank. They were not planning to come to church but drove by here and saw that we were doing church outside. And they said, let's stop and let's attend church today. Got saved and baptized. That happened because we were obedient to the Lord. And we've seen some pretty amazing things uh, with open doors to our city. Uh, Things that we've been praying for for a long time seem to be coming to fruition. And I want to ask my friend Mandy, who's here this morning, if she'd come and just share for a minute. Um, kind of about what God's been doing. Because the beginning of the summer, we got to kind of uh, celebrate with her transition into ministry. And we're going to spend next Sunday, I'm going to preach on, on exactly why I believe the 17th of September is so important for us to serve in our community. It's going to be a great service. But I just asked Mandy if she'd share just a few moments about what, what's been going on with her, what God's been doing, and then uh, the 17th. Good morning, Hillside. I think I turned it off. I'm sorry. Hey, that's okay. We're on. All right. Oh, man. It's so great to be with you guys this morning. I, I can't believe it's been about three months since I was here and everyone was praying over me. I got this amazing purple baton um, that was kind of like this remembrance of, Mandy, you're running this race. Keep going. It sits right there in my office. And, and guys, really, in the last three months, I have had 
Um, and it's not been three months that I've been doing this job, like two, two and a half. Um, I've had more meetings, more emails, more opportunities to, to make changes and, and help um, create our community to be a better place, like more than I ever imagined. It's been a whirlwind. Um, I feel like I've been spinning around in circles. <laughs> but it's been so good to remember at the end of the day when I'm overwhelmed, when I don't know what to do, that I have this church that will just um, come alongside me. And so I don't even know how it began. I think I just text Pastor Eric and said, I'm really overwhelmed. <laughs> and he said, what's going on? How are you doing? And I said, well, I'm in charge of this really big event. And everyone keeps telling me how um, you shouldn't expect anyone to come help, that you're going to be this person from like 530 in the morning till crazy late at night, just moving barricades. And we just don't have any volunteers, Manny. They're not here. They don't exist. Good luck. And I said, you know, I know some people that really know how to come out and serve. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like this could be a game changer. I, and so Pastor Eric and I started talking. I let him know the vision for September Fest to really create a community festival where families and kids and whoever comes down can enjoy this amazing event. And I just thought, what if they were able to see a community of people just coming out and serving and helping. And, and so that's what's happening. You're going to hear some more details. But honestly, guys, I don't think our community is going to know what to do. I think they're just going to be in awe. They're going to say, Mandy, who did these, where do these people come from? How do you know these people? It's just going to be such an opportunity. And so I'm so excited. I'm so thankful. I've never felt more supported by a church in my entire life. And, and that just continues on. And so as I've been um, just praying, I've been Lord, saying, Lord, but there's this campus. There's this campus that you called me to for nine years. You called me to step away. What is going to happen as those classes start? What about those first-year students that are coming to start college at Ripon? What, what's going to happen without having this campus minister there? Um, and thankfully, God knew, and God was preparing a young lady named Emma to step in as the new women's campus minister at Ripon College. And so the ministry that I've been part of for nine years, Luke is still working there. It's his, this will be his 11th year. Now we'll have a brand new campus minister named Emma. And so please pray for her. She's at 80% of her support. And just last week, we were walking around campus, and I was showing her everything and introducing her. And I ran into our wonderful Michaela there. I ran into the new president of the college. And it was just like such a God-ordained moment. Normally, ministries have a really hard time finding a replacement. And God just plopped one right on our doorstep. There will not be one gap of time without a women's campus minister there. And so praise God. Um, I'm so excited to serve with as many of you. And really, whether you're there on Saturday or not, I encourage you just walk those streets and start praying. Pray that this event will not just be a festival, but that it could be an opportunity for lives to be changed because that's what I'm praying for. And so thank you so much. It's so nice to see you guys. Thank you, Pastor Eric. It's going to be good. Hey, and you'll get to meet Emma on September 4th. She'll be here. She'll share a window that morning, uh, and you'll be able to talk with her after service. So she'll be, she'll, she'll be someone that you'll get to know pretty well here in just a, a couple of weeks. Um, what a summer, huh? And uh, I can't leave out Clyde. Many of you have met Clyde. He's our evangelistic turkey. Uh, I don't know where he is this morning, uh, but he has been stopping traffic almost every time we have a service. And Friday, last Friday night, we did services. It was amazing because he was out here, and I'm thinking to myself, here's all these stopped cars, and they get an opportunity to hear a little portion of the gospel. They get to hear just a little portion of worship. You know, sometimes we don't know what that little portion does. Um, so kudos to Clyde, and we're going to make sure that, that the DNR knows he's here and 
Maybe we'll get him moved somewhere safe so he doesn't... He's not what we're having for barbecue, I promise. <laughs> All right? But everybody's got a story. And worship team, if you come back and get ready, I want to end this great celebration service this morning with an opportunity for some people maybe to add to their altar, to add to their story. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that too in just a moment. We want to make sure that you start a relationship with Jesus. But one of the first things that we're to do when we, get, when we have that relationship is to get baptized in water. I got just a couple verses that I want to share. Acts 2.38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. See, I think when we're obedient to God, and, and Jesus says, hey, get baptized. It's the first act of obedience to do something a little crazy, right? It symbolizes Jesus washing away our sins. There's nothing magical that happens in the water. Jesus already did the work in you when you trust in him. But what it does is it allows you to share the story that I've chosen to follow Jesus. When we do that, something powerful begins to happen because we're being obedient. And I think it allows us to draw closer to the Holy Spirit because we're being obedient to God's word. Acts 22, 16 says, And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on his name. I, I don't know why some people wait. Maybe it's because you're embarrassed. Maybe because you're like, oh, I never got baptized, and now I'm in my 60s. Let me tell you something. Don't be embarrassed. Be obedient. Be obedient. There's nobody here who's going to shame you. We're going to celebrate with you. And Mark 16, 16 says, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. God's given us an opportunity for salvation, an opportunity to expand our story. Before we do anything else, I want to pray this morning if you want to accept Christ, whether you're, you're in our community listening to my voice, you're here in a car, or you're sitting under the tent this morning, you're watching online, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would you pray with me? Lord, I need salvation. I'm broken. There's something wrong. There's something missing. That thing is called sin. It holds us back. And I want a relationship with the King of Kings, the Lion of Judah. I want a relationship with Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you came, that you died, and that you rose again. And God, I put my faith and my trust in you. Would you save me? Would you change me? Lord, I believe the work that you did on the cross is complete. God, I just need to receive it this morning. You prayed that prayer this morning. You, you started the relationship with Jesus, and I would encourage you as your first act of obedience to be baptized. Jesus even himself came and baptized. said, look, I want to set the example. So he went to John the Baptist and got baptized. If Jesus did it, if Jesus commands us to do it, we're called to do it. And I realize some of you come from a religious background, and, and maybe you go, well, I was baptized as as." As a child, they did the whole, as a baby, they did the sprinkling thing. I just want to tell you, that's not what the Bible's talking about. Because the Bible is referring to you making a choice. A baby can't make a choice. A child can. An adult can. 
You've got to be able to know right from wrong. And if, if, if you have come to a relationship with Jesus, if you've chosen Jesus, and you have not gotten baptized, God wants you to experience that. He wants to add to your story today. And so what we're going to do is the worship team is going to go back uh, into worship. They're going to do two songs. If you'd like to get baptized today, we would like to see that happen. Both myself and Jackie are available for baptism, so men or women, we're good. We've got clothes for you to change into. We've got towels for you to use. So that we've removed all excuses, and we even put the hot water heater in this so it's a little bit warmer than it has been, <laughs> all right? So we're removing excuses today. If you, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I see how it is. I'm the first one. I froze, and these people get a warm bath. But listen, don't walk away today when God's calling. And if you want to be obedient today, and if you're a child, come talk to us. I just want to make sure you understand salvation and your parents are cool with it, we will baptize you today. We want to give you the opportunity to follow Jesus because Jesus has something great for you. If you're standing out here, would you stand to your feet? Let's worship Jesus one more time. Is he worthy of our celebration? Worthy of our praise? Let's give a praise offering for all the great testimonies. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nations. can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the me as you find me, all my fears and failures, fill my life again, I give my life to follow, everything I believe in.
Sing with me, God, you are great. Is our 
sing it out with me. good, isn't he? I just want to tell you something. I love my church. I love how we have stepped out of playing church, and we are beginning to become the church. Seeing people's lives touched and changed, serving in our community, stepping out of the box, trying new things, laughing along the way. 
Wow, I just, I love doing life with you, church, so much, so much. And I am so proud of you and what we've been able to accomplish over the last couple years. Uh, I'm going to ask the board if they'd come up uh, and just meet me up here this morning. They didn't know they were doing this except for Brad. Um, And I've asked uh, one of our board members just to share a little bit because... You've heard my heart as a pastor. But this leadership team is dynamite. Don was a part of our team too when the whole pandemic started. It was tough. I'm so grateful for the men and women who have served on our board. Who said, listen, it's not about opinion. It's about hearing God's presence, hearing his voice, and us being obedient to what he's called us to do. Man, I'm so grateful for them in my life because they speak into my life, they encourage me, and they lead so well. Brad, you just want to share on behalf of the board uh, a message to, to our church. Hi. You got to hold the mic up. That's how that works. <laughs> Standing in front of you guys kind of scares the willies out of me. (laughs) My knees shake. I hate talking in front of crowds. They say that if you're nervous, you're supposed to imagine the audience in their underwear. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't laugh, Mike. You got got red boxers with little guitars on yours. (laughs) Um, So here I go. I wrote it down. Because I, I, I wouldn't get it out right anyway. So on behalf of myself and the board, I want to thank you. You are such an amazing congregation. It has been such a blessing serving you. We continually are blown away by your compassion, your generosity, and will, willingness to serve. There is so much done here by people that take no recognition for the thanks or get the thanks they deserve. So I want to say again, thank you so much for all that you folks have done to make this ministry happen. Thank you. I don't know how to use this either. Uh, we're going to eat in just a few minutes. Brad's going to pray over. Hey, hold on to this, because you're going to pray for the meal in there. <laughs> but I can't think of an absolute better way to end what God has done this summer than some baptisms. Uh, so I'm going to ask if our, our candidates would come out here and join me really quick. Would you share your name with us? Gavino Macias. Gavino? Gavino. I can do that. Gavino. Macias or Macias. So, Gavino, I'm going to ask you a very important question. Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Absolutely. Come on. Come on. Our next candidate. Hi, guys. (laughs) My name is Melissa um, Chasco. Planning to change my last name. I'm sorry. Um, and yes, I've been saved. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Come on. Yes. Come on. 
All right. I think we just have the two today. We're just doing two. That's fine. Yeah, just your name. We want to know you too. My name's Anida. Anida. Sanida. Come on. We're glad to have her as a part of our church too today. All right. Well, guys, we're going to start right here. We'll have you step up and in. I'm going to have you move all the way up here, and I'm just going to have you sit straight down. Joe, can you move that brick out? All right, I've got to bend your knees a little bit. All right. And I'm going to have you do just like this. Yep, yep, you got it. On your confession of faith, that you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and that you want to follow him the rest of your days of your life, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. you get in here we haven't lost anybody in the baptismal yet we're gonna have you sit down right in the front there and we want you to go right on your bottom we don't want to break you in half that's never good and I'm blessed because we're gonna have our children's pastor baptize you You want me to do the words? Do I will do the words. I will do the words. All right. On your confession of faith that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We've had an awesome time here. God's good, isn't he? Come on. I hope that you're going to stay with us and eat and fellowship and connect. We've got one more. It just keeps getting better. Okay. Okay, we're going to have you put your hands up just like this, okay? On your confession of faith that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Woo! Any more? All right, well, hey, I'm just going to let you know uh, the baptismal upstairs is already set up. Uh, So we're going to keep it up. There's no sense in draining it for one week. Uh, So we're going to have it up next week. If God would lay on your heart, if you haven't gotten baptized and you want to, there's an opportunity next week to do it as well. Inside and heated. Uh, So I don't know if that adds to it or not, but uh, that's available. Uh, Let's pray over our meal. And then Dave and Jeff are going to give us directions on how we need to move things. Uh, And uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to eat. We've got the 
uh, tournament. See a- uh, Adrian if you're going to be a part of our beanbag tournament because uh, we really want to want to be able to do that. And uh, I think that's it. I think I'll stop talking. Brad, let's pray and let's work and let's eat. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and your grace and this blessing that you've given us today. Father, thank you for the blessing that you've given us through through, through this, this family that has gathered in your name. We ask for your blessing on this food. We give you thanks for the cooks that made it. And these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be quiet. 
you, God. Anybody ready for a picnic? <laughs> We're going to do this. Have a great week, everyone. God bless you. Oh, if you need T-shirts, see Pam. <laughs>